The Nerdist School Seven. Network. Harley. Hey. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Okay. What's your dream movie? If you could select a character, if you could select a story, what would it be? Okay, I have always wanted to see Identity Crisis as a movie. Because mm-hmm. it has a lot of the not as prominent DC characters. And also it's just a dope story. Dope ass story. That's what I want to see. But I don't want the elongated man from The Flash. I don't really. He's a little. <laughs> I mean, part of it's the writing. He's just a little much for me. I feel mm-hmm. like he's trying to be Jim Carrey. And he's a good actor. But I'm like, be you, dude. Like, you're a good actor on your own. You don't need to try to be Jim Carrey. I feel like you, maybe they direct him to a little bit, though. You do you never have know. a Ralph Dibney pick? Cast? Cast. Ooh. That's hard. That's a hard character, I feel like, to cast. Because he's like. He's got the the funny bits. He is a little bit funny and sassy, but he also at the same time has like a heart of gold and he's like a really good person, even mm-hmm. though he's kind of like he's like a little bit of a lovable asshole. Mm-hmm. So that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's a hard. I have never thought about that. You haven't thought about it? No. You have anyone that you would just yeah, want to see? Casting calls for lovable assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if my boyfriend was listening, he'd be like, cast me. <laughs> actually he'd probably play it pretty damn good but but he's not a famous person i don't know who i would cast who who would be like a great level because they have to be like a lovable asshole in their 30s to start out as as him mm-hmm. as ralph so i don't know who would you cast Ooh, that is tough it is tough right it's yeah. kind of tough because mm-hmm. it's also like Cause it's not quite tony stark lovable asshole he's not that much of an asshole mm-hmm. But also just like I feel like ra- like I'd want to cast for Rags Morales's art, like specifically yeah. that look of Ralph Dibney. Because his art is so beautiful in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so someone like tall, really tall and lean. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. I don't know. I have it's no. I have no casting. thoughts. Adrian Brody. Oh God. No. No. We just we saw what he did with Peaky Blinders. Ooh. Yeah. No, that's so tough. That's, yeah, and also, yeah, he's he's too old. He's a little too old. Mm-hmm. Not, that wouldn't work for me. Because I want them to be able to, you know, play the part for like, you know, 10, 20 years. Make appearances. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't just like, let me just cast someone who's already 50. Who for like two years. No big deal. Baffleck. Oh. <laughs> it's like he finally gets his dream part and then he's like, Fuck, I'm too old for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've, we've, Trevor and I have been over this whole, you don't start <laughs> your arc at Dark Knight Returns. No. Yeah. Probably not a good idea. Starting your arc at old Batman already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we, one of my weird picks for Batman. Now, bear with me here. Jared Padalecki. From Supernatural? Uh-huh. Because mm. that motherfucker is like six five mm-hmm. he's massive he's a massive man he's just large but like we've seen his acting ability now in supernatural where he played at first the more nerdy intellectual college kid then he turned around and like when he got possessed by demons he was like so like sultry and 
such a dick, like very much like the Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. like womanizer type. And then we saw him be a detective and be really smart after that as like a grown man, not so boyish anymore. I feel like we've seen his range for Batman in Supernatural, though he's not. You know, everyone's like, he's not a movie actor. He's a TV actor. And I was like, but Zoe Deschanel's both. Mm-hmm. Why can't people... I don't know, he's, he does, I feel like he has a bit of a Midwestern vibe to him that I'm not sure if he could shake. And I think he could have the haircut. You think, you think the hair, you think it's, it's a Sam like, Slick it back, you'll be fine. Because, I mean, <laughs> I'm also a Gilmore Girls fan. <laughs> I, I'm a girl from the 90s, slash early 2000s. And uh, there was like a season where he gets like, it was when he first played Dean on Supernatural, he just got cast and they made him, he had like shaggy hair and they made him cut his hair and they had him at one, there's one episode where his hair is like parted to the side, like slicked back, and he looks really classy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with the dress and what you put him in, the haircut, the mannerisms, but I feel like he would be a good Batman to start, to start with like young Batman. Yeah. Like if we were going to start from almost the beginning. Trev, so. if you had a dream project, what would it be? You know what? I Like kind of taking off the Batman thing, I want to see like... Dark victory. Mm-hmm. I want to see a true blue actual oh. Robin story. I'm tired of men so being cast as Dick Grayson. I mean, I know it's weird because it's all because now it's like I don't think it's the fixation on like the like old school like homosexual undertones and all this stuff and like the it's also it's just sort of like who what who in their right mind would put a 12 year old kid in that situation that people now can't get over. But, yeah, but it, when we watched Kick-Ass, we saw What's-Her-Face, yeah. Chloe, I don't know, I saw her at Farmer's Market once, who Mertz, plays... yeah. yeah. But, it, but at the same but time... she was 12, 13 when she was doing that huge fight scene, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of hubbub, and everyone was like, I can't believe you let her do this. She's in this R-rated movie saying curse words and kicking ass, and I'm yeah. like, but... But also, she did it, and she—it was. I think a lot of it was the fact she was a mature enough actress to mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. But also within that story, Nicolas Cage is a complete psychopath. That too. And so it's just sort of like, I don't know. It's it's a hard it's a harder sell. And he's, but he's basically Batman. Yeah, but and she's yeah. basically Robin. And mm-hmm. that's what I want. I want a true blue old school. Like just I'm, I want to see DC embrace the Marvel side of stuff. Like yeah. actually, just like wholesale stuff from the comic books that's what i want to see yeah and i think that rob the fact that we haven't had an actual like well, we actually have haven't had robin and batman tradi- in a movie in a movie at all really i mean let's not count batman and robin <laughs> oh come <laughs> on he... guys about chris o'donnell i mean he was oh, night he's, he's, chris o'donnell he was nightwing in a cape like his whole yeah. his costume and everything and that was just a really lovely script you know i mean <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! And then turns on an ice gun. You know, a lot of people shit on that movie for Arnold having those lines, but if you watch any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from 1980 to 1999, filled with them. Oh, yeah. You, you can't have an Arnold Schwarzenegger kill without him saying something well, what about, super What about cheesy. our Batgirl? The only time we've seen Batgirl on the big screen. and <laughs> She's blonde. She was, terrible i mean we've had a blonde bad girl but it wasn't barbara gordon mm-hmm. um bet kane no it was uh blah, 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 blah. oh my gosh why am i oh am oh I stephanie stephanie brown stephanie brown yeah. yeah i'm like how am i blanking she's robin too <laughs> stephanie brown Woo. there goes my brain um 
Yeah, we had Sophie Brown, and she was a, a great Batgirl, you mm-hmm. know, when Barbara becomes Oracle. And But they didn't call her Stephanie Brown and that she was Barbara Gordon. And then she was living in England and then she had no accent. And then she didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And yet Alfred had his accent. Uh-huh. It was weird. It was so... It was just... <laughs> and they only cast her because... And I, I love her and like Clueless and other yeah. stuff. She was, you know, very much like the it and 90s actress. But she was so bad in that part. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Harley. As if. <laughs> Chris, dream project? Ooh. Um, well, just because you guys are here, like I would say, like I would love to do like a Harry Potter, a Harry Potter length film saga with like Dragon Ball Z stuff. But my true passion is me. So I would do a Chris film playing myself whilst directing and also producing sort of also with a lot of Trevor's money. Thoughts? As long as I can be in it. Cool. Yeah. I'm down. Of course. I'll be in of it. Of course. I've told you so many times. I'll be the podcast is not a place for you to try and get investors. In if not here, then when? Go out. Meet people. Oh, Trevor, he used to do that at the shop. Mm-hmm. So I had to kick him out a few times. I was yeah, like, dude, yeah. you can't just randomly talk wow. to my customers and harass them for money. It basically just turned into soliciting. And I told him there's no soliciting. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast of Two Worlds. I'm Trevor Reese. And I am Chris Fimbres. And this is a special episode. We don't do this very often. We have a special guest, Harley Salbaka. That's me! Formerly, formerly of Blast Off Comics. Mm-hmm. Not there anymore. I was the manager there for four years. Where are you at? I'm assuming you must work at some sort of high-level corporate comic book. <laughs> no. I'm assuming that's where you went from there. Now I teach children. Oh. I teach children at a, pre- at a preschool. That's so. exciting. Yeah, actually, I mean, if you ever saw me at the shop when kids came in, I'd like drop everything and be like, there's a kid. Let's talk about reading and superheroes. So basically, I just turned that kind of into a career <laughs> where I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Well, but that's like, I mean, I've obviously studied child development and psychology. <laughs> I'm qualified. I'm, please. <laughs> I'm not just like randomly teaching kids about stuff. Because you liked the kid customers who came in. Yeah. That is one thing I will say that since you've left Blast Off, the Instagram feed has been decidedly less excited like first-time fans yeah like, you you always were like oh my gosh getting kids into reading yeah like, that was a lot of my <laughs> yeah it's the majority <laughs> to be of... fair, that was my instagram and then they just like would retweet my instagram <laughs> or repost whatever <laughs> so, yeah because I, t- I loved i was always like hey i mean i asked permission i wasn't just like i'm posting a picture of someone's child and not giving <laughs> but i'd be like hey is it cool if i post this picture of you? and they were always like yeah and i'm like cool thank you well, because it's L.A. and they all want their kids to be famous. So, got to yeah. get that You're, Instagram I mean, you'd be People could just be proud of their children, Trevor. Yeah. I don't think so. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's been Hollywood. a long time since Trevor's been allowed at least 50 feet near a child. So. Kids, are, kids are cute. They're adorable. And they're like, just, you know, when they're happy, it's like pure joy. Like, it, that's so. what's so great about children is they're just very unfiltered. Mm-hmm. But they're also not, like, tainted yet mm-hmm. with, you know misogynistic opinions or well here i have uh, a question before <laughs> before we get started yeah there's no gamer gate with little kids yeah it's beautiful because um i mean it's not been scientifically proven that gender is taught to children they don't i mean until a certain age they don't know the difference they're both they're all people mm-hmm. and it's we teach children oh no you can't 
do that. You're a girl. Oh, you can't do that. You're a boy. We teach gender to kids. So like I teach actually gender neutral at my school. I don't tell anybody they can't do anything because of their gender. And my little girls are like freaking Amazons. They're <laughs> jumping off stuff. They're trying to climb all the trees. Like they're all hands in the door, dirt. And then my little boys are like, um, ladies, ladies, don't climb up there. My hands are dirty. <laughs> it's like really funny seeing how kids are and they all have personalities already and i swear to goodness i have like this whole band of amazons mm-hmm. and then i have my little two really clean cut boys that are like no no no, i'm not gonna get dirty i'm good well that seems like that's <laughs> been um like my nephews it seems to be you're either just a complete animal and just insane <laughs> chaos or you're just this like delicate very sensitive <laughs> little boy which is like no but i no i'm okay yeah. Or else you're just, like, insane and, like, unaware of anything. I mean, those are, like, the extremes. Like, <laughs> I have one little girl who, like, will be running around jumping off stuff while she's wearing, like, the cutest little pink dress. And her favorite color is pink. And she's got, like, long hair that she'll, like, kind of, like, shake as she runs. And she belts out, like, she'll, she'll be like, Miss Harley, is it time for music? And I'll be like, okay, we're going to sing. And then she'll be like, let it go, <laughs> let it go. And you're just like, oh, and then she runs around and she wants to throw dirt and get her hands in the dirt and jump off stuff and climb trees. So it's like she's like you have <laughs> like their kids are just so interesting because mm-hmm. they're just like unfiltered people who haven't really been taught what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, she's jumping off like stuff and like screaming and then she'll turn around and be like to the other kids, hey, come on, come play over here with me. Like she's like running and jumping and screaming and then like is super nurturing. Like, it's insane. Kids are crazy. (laughs) But they're also, like, super interesting. And Mm -hmm. I love getting them to love books at an early age because that's, like, unbelievably important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If anybody who's listening has kids, get your kids to love books and also read out loud to your kids if they don't read yet because they need to do both for their cognitive and literary skills. Science. (laughs) Embrace that imagination, people. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how comic books were created. Mm-hmm. Well, Harley, let me, um, this sort of will dovetail into what we're going to be talking about uh, today. My nephew, he's uh, uh, just turned four, and he's super into superheroes. But my sister had to call me because he sort of, like speaking of like gender and everything, kind of didn't realize that girls were superheroes. <laughs> just because his exposure had just been like Iron Man, Thor, yeah. and Hulk, and everything. Well, that's because Disney has catered all of their products that are Marvel to boys, mm-hmm. and they like on purpose only put male superheroes on boys clothes yeah like no joke one of our one of my customers when his daughter was turning seven for her guardian of the galaxy birthday party um they bought all this stuff and had it delivered from disney and gamora wasn't on anything gamora the daughter of thanos well that doesn't make any fucking sense adopted (laughs) correction correction I, i stand corrected so they do that on purpose. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. So corporations are still trying to teach their kids gender roles. Anyway, continue. Well, no, he, but like my sister was like, oh, what about Wonder Woman? He just said this moment of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But what would be some like if you have this little four year old boy mm-hmm. who needs to find out about female superheroes, who are your top three? Well, ooh, oh, that's so difficult. Obviously, Wonder Woman. Um, I'd probably say Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and Black Widow. And let me tell you why. 
okay, with Wonder Woman, like, hey, she's just a freaking feminist icon and is part of, you know, the holy, you know, trinity. Um, also, Supergirl, because it's going to be easiest for children who already know who Superman is to be like, oh, it's the same the same thing but a girl. That actually really helps them because it's, it's not as far of a stretch for them because they already understand the concept of what Superman does and then putting Supergirl in there too. Um, and Black Widow is just freaking awesome. And you can be like, yeah, dude, she's a spy. What kid doesn't like spy? They're like, oh, it's a spy. Superhero and a spy. Um, I think also how you introduce superheroes to kids is very important. Like if for your, your nephew who's four, he's seen Batman and Superman on the big screen, I'm assuming, or in cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's been exposed to them. Like- and the majority of the exposure that children have when it comes to television and movies are male superheroes, which is part of the problem. Why we have boys and girls who are like, oh, I'm all about the male superheroes. It's because that's what they're most exposed to, because that's what there's the most of. So, hey, that's just one thing we're still starting to get into in the industry. Mm-hmm. And a huge mountain that, you know, I climbed at least for four years of the show, and then, you know, and I'm continuing to climb. Um, but another way to do it is because um, it's actually a really funny story because I went with my boyfriend home for Christmas to Ohio. He was raised in Ohio by his mom. And him and his mom were watching one of the old Superman movies when he was a kid. And he was like, oh, so boys can, like, only boys can fly. And instead of her saying, no, not only boys can fly, girls can too, she showed him. She went and rented, like, the really bad Supergirl movie that they made (laughs) in the 80s. And just was like, the next day they watched that. And then they watched some episodes of the Wonder Woman TV show. So that it wasn't just saying no and correcting them, because that's not easy for kids to comprehend. They're like, whatever, I've never seen a girl do it, so I've never... Well, just in general, people don't like being told they're wrong. Well, yeah, but with kids, it's not that they don't like being told that they're wrong, actually. Like, I'll tell kids, no, that's not what we do. (laughs) Kids don't really have egos like that. But then they don't have egos, but you show them. Kids are very visual, action-oriented little creatures like that's how they are so you need to show them you can't just tell them something because a even at four like your verbal comprehension like it's there when you're paying attention but you're not really paying attention a lot of the Mm -hmm. time like you're not active listening a lot when you're four (laughs) like you're just not not even when you're six you're not doing that but showing kids is really what you should do so don't just be like oh no but have her like show him clips of the wonder woman movie Mm -hmm. show him clips of the cartoons with the female Show them guardian, like show them stuff with those female superheroes, which at least now we can do. I mean, his mom had my boyfriend's mom had to go to the rent the eighties Supergirl movie just to show him. <laughs> it's a deep cut. What a, <laughs> what a female superhero could do, you know? And then watch episodes of the seventies Wonder Woman. Like that's all she had to show him in the nineties. Yeah. But now we have a lot more to show the kids, which is amazing. What do you think of the um, the DC superhero? Like the girls, I forget what it's called. Oh, DC Superhero Girls. Yeah. Oh, I love DC Superhero Girls. Do you think it's something like that um, we should have like a gen? Because that's basically like the girl version of like a boy's mm-hmm. cartoon. And I think in this current climate, that is what we need. Because for decades, we've had all boy teams mm-hmm. of superhero cartoon type things. We need to have an all girl one just to show that you can. 
hopefully eventually we won't have to be talking about like oh how many boys and girls are on this team oh there's five boys and one girl oh there's five girls eventually we won't get there mm -hmm. we won't have to do that but right now we have to do that and i actually love that show and i love the comics they're so fun well, i know and um, they have boys they still have boy characters and yeah. they're just not like but it's not it's not only like showing that these girls are powerful but it also does like address more female topics like it is more female oriented it yeah it's um, definitely more female oriented and it like addresses yeah lots of things that as a girl you go through that as a dude you don't yeah so but no i know um the girl the voice of supergirl uh-huh um and then my friend from my old improv team like was supergirl for like cosplay events for them oh that's awesome yeah so kind of know supergirl <laughs> um i kind of know wonder woman no yeah kind of i know one of the wonder which women. one do you jenny, I read jenny. <laughs> <laughs> she's super sweet she's the one who like she like read when they did the live readings of joss whedon's wonder woman script she like was wonder woman for that nice and stuff i like no like there's a lot of cosplayers like working at the shop for events i had to find <laughs> cosplayers to yeah. come so i know like a lot of cosplay i'm like oh yeah i know three wonder women <laughs> so Let's talk. This was what we first, when we uh, wanted to have you on the episode, we want to talk about, and that is the Black Widow movie. Finally. Mm -hmm. General thoughts, general feelings. Oh, man. I am 100% behind it. I'm also like 100% curious where they're going to go with it, mm -hmm. how they're going to do it. Also, we know that one of the only reasons that they're doing it is because the three top grossing movies last year were all female, like, action movies almost or female driven so it was wonder woman um beauty and the beast which really is just it's a female driven movie but it's not like an action yeah. movie <laughs> and um oh gosh what was the third one i mean it's not last jedi right it didn't pass oh yeah it. last jedi okay yeah and last jedi and then i mean atomic blonde was still in there somewhere because awesome. that was an awesome mm -hmm. and that's based on a comic book who so. Totally, um, we'll stick with Black Widow, but just total side note, who would you want to see Charlize Theron? Any super, because it seems like she's dancing she, around it. Yeah, and like, I, I know that a lot of people wanted her for Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like they didn't choose her, again, probably because age is a thing still with women in action movies, but then she did Com Atomic Blonde and like totally was like, psh. Let me show you what a woman my age can do, and yeah. she wasn't me. And she's and I but feel also, like she's you can, ageless. Well, you can mm -hmm. also, but you can also keep Brie Larson under contract for probably longer. For longer, and I think that was a lot of it. Is they wanted someone younger just so they could make them put them in it for longer. Because I mean, let's be honest, our Tony Stark, dear Robert Downey Jr., is getting older, and like is not going to be able to do it. <laughs> well, for he didn't even make it through what avengers 2 without it was it avengers 2 or iron uh -huh. man 3 that he like really messed himself up yeah i think it was i feel like it was both <laughs> like so you know like they're trying to cast younger people just so they could keep them around for longer because you know that they want to make these movies forever mm -hmm. um and brie larson is i feel like she's like my age she's like she's, she's like no 29. older than 30 yeah yeah so like she's and she's in it for the win you know charlie's mm -hmm. theron though she just feel like she could play any superhero i would actually really love for her to make an appearance as batwoman in the batgirl movie i feel like that would be dope have her just show up as kate kane for like a hot second mm, yeah be that'd down. be cool i have a kate kane movie i mean 
have her be in, I don't know. Like, she, I feel like Kate Kane is definitely a character that, like, they're probably not going to put in movies for a few decades. But she's, like, such an unspoken character because she is a gay female character in the DCU. Yeah. And I would well, love sort of... to see a movie. And she's always a little older for the most part. Mm-hmm. She's got to be older than Barbara. So I'm like, guys, just dye Charlize's hair red. She'll look amazing. Yeah, and they've... Put her in, I remember, like, the last couple of Batman movies, right? What? Who? The animated DC films? Oh, Batwoman? She w- yeah, she was in oh, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one she or was, two of them, yeah. She was in Bad Blood. I think yeah. that was the first one that she was in, then probably yeah. the... So, the I mean, so people have been exposed to the character. Yeah. yeah, but not in the same way that, like, you have Yvonne Craig as Batgirl is, like, iconic. Yeah. Like, pe- people are, like, I feel like the general impression of Batgirl is everyone knows she has red hair. Yep. Um, but it's the purple outfit. Yeah. Like that's what people, people think. know that she's yeah like red hair with purple. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so I think yeah, still like I mean yeah, she's she's such a tough sell because she's like a secondary bat character because yeah. she's not like the top tier and all the LGBTQ yeah. stuff that like people are like. But eh. imagine if we could have a good bat family movie. Mm. Have like a great Batman, a great you know Robin in there, Batgirl and Batwoman. Obviously, that's one of my dreams. That is one of my dreams is a really great, just fun yet hard hitting Bat Family movie. And so, you could already add it in because Batman's old now, right? Like we had mentioned earlier. Yeah. So like <laughs> old. just fitting that like the family's already established. But they're not. They're they're going to. Yeah, nothing's established in the DC universe. But no, they're going to do like, it anyways. They're gonna, yeah. And the new the new Batman movie isn't even in uh, continuity and everything. Yeah. And have they even cast the new Batman no. I'm hearing uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's brother. Oh, As no. he's always been known. <laughs> that, at least that's how I refer to him. And I, 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 do, I do like me some Jake Gyllenhaal, but no. no but no. He's, st- he's old, too. He's not Tobey Maguire's understudy anymore. He's, he's old. Is he like a few years <laughs> younger young. than Affleck? Yeah. yeah. He's, I feel like he's still, he looks so young, I think young, he's under though. 40, but... I mean that's a that's a ticking time clock on it too. It's not like Tom Holland where it's just like, all right, we got Tom Holland, we can do all of high school into and college. college and pass. I know, which is why he was such a perfect mm-hmm. perfect casting. I love him as Spider Man. Yeah. I mean I mean I'm also fine with nobodies. Yeah. I'm a big fan of casting the nobody actor who's just perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for that. Because people are like, Oh well there's no neighbor I'm like, Yeah, but that's how they get well, name recognition is you if know, you put him in a movie like that and name great. name a credit of Hugh Jackman's before X-Men exactly name a credit of Daisy Ridley's before Star Wars yeah actually I looked up her IMDb <laughs> she's like two or three like she's she's on a BBC show that I've seen yeah, yeah she's like on a BBC show where she like had a very tiny part and then her two parts before that she had like one-liners that they cut out of this thing so you <laughs> yeah, just see her in cool. it in the background like, she done literally, like, nothing. But how perfect is she as right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Carrie Fisher was um, still in school. Yeah, I know. I mean, granted, she had, like, called upon her experience because she was, like, I mean, she grew up as Debbie yeah. Reynolds' kid. So, obviously. She's she, Debbie Reynolds' Fisher's child. Yeah. And, like, she, she was forced on stage many times by her mother to sing because she had a phenomenal singing voice. Mm-hmm. So, she always says her great rebel was that she didn't sing because <laughs> her mom wanted her so bad because she had such a great voice. Well, then, just Amazing. all the all the smoking, 
that that raspy she had like a sing song no she had a no she had like a a deeper voice like i watched this video the other day on youtube where it's her at 15 years old her mom calls her up on stage to sing bridge over troubled water and she's like she's like they're like like a bridge and i'm just like whoa 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 you're 15 like what she's amazing she's a queen she's a goddess yeah well i wish we could just get studios to hire people based on talent but it's always names right i know social media so many ways is like ruining so many because you know that like you have to go like if you go into auditions for almost anything now no matter what it is they like will ask you about your social media following mm-hmm. isn't that ridiculous it's stupid that's so dumb it's like wait mm-hmm. so we're not going on talent anymore for things yeah that's not a thing no. how many <laughs> retweets did you get young al pacino Sorry, can't be in Godfather. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> um, all right, let's stick back to Black Widow. Yeah. So it's ScarJo. ScarJo. Obviously, lead. What, what do we are think? We, are we thinking current? Are we thinking prequel? I, I they, can't, they can't really do... All they could do for prequels is probably flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping we see more of the Red Room. Because they've never really dived into that. They did a little bit in Ultron. Where you like, she kind of explains, but all she says about the Red Room is that she was trained there and that's where they like made it so she couldn't have kids. Mm -hmm. They did surgery on her. But the Red Room is so much more than that. Like the Red Room is where they like do small surgeries and inject the young women with things to make them like more athletic, more like more strength, more like all this stuff. And actually there's a, if there's one comic where they even suggest that that's why she's been so youthful for so, so much longer. That was the Red because I, I the red room. Well, I thought they established it that it was like the same thi- like BS thing that like Fury had been using the Infinity Serum in Ultron. Oh oh oh! I'm just talking about I'm talking oh, Cinematic you're, Universe you're in MCU. Yeah. Okay. Because like that's what we're looking at. As I'm yeah. saying, like I hope they do that. Oh, where they, they, I, yeah, I they, it I mean, was established that it was the same type of serum that they were yeah. using in the red room that makes them younger for longer and like more athletic oh, and more I guess agile I and acute. Um, but they don't establish that in Ultron. Okay. Yeah. It's just like you see that she's in the red room when she flashbacks and like talks about it and talks about how like when she says the whole like I'm a monster kind of thing <laughs> because I can't have children and they're going, Oh God Um <laughs> It's like because of the red room stuff because yeah. they make it so they can't like have like kids or whatever. But I'm like I remember being like, that's all we get of the red room? The red room is so much more than that. Well, they tackled like, it a little bit in uh, Agent Carter, right? That had the Red Room. Oh, yeah, that's had right. a whole mm-hmm. little subplot mm-hmm. in it, too. Yeah. And you should. And you should dive into it more if you're going to do a well, solo that's like, yeah, Black Widow movie. that's what I want And it would be a perfect it. chance to bring back Agent Carter, too. Well, here, I love her. No, she's great. That show should not have been canceled. It was amazing. Well, she, it's because she went to another show. Like, she went to a show that's gone already. No. I thought she that got the like, other show because they had canceled they did. Oh, Carter. Because I knew one of the writers for Agent Carter. Are they just straight up? Can- I th- yeah, and he told me. I remember they were finished. He, they were still writing the second season, and he was like, being like, oh, they might cancel us. We're going to find out. So we're, we're finished writing the second season almost. Like, we're filming it, but we may not be doing a third, and we're waiting to find out to write the last two episodes. And he t- he was the one who was like, yeah, we got canceled. Like, he told me before they announced it that they got canceled. She's her, Haley, what I mean, Haley Abel, same thing just as Daisy a Ridley. Human being, yeah. <laughs> like I've seen her in person. She is so stunningly gorgeous and nice, and like 
Her Black Mirror episode, guys, guys, <laughs> fucking amazing. Her Black Mirror episode with Hux, the guy who plays Hux. That's right. Yeah, amazing. He's, yeah, dude, talk about an, like an up and coming like male ginger actor. Like, high five from a people. Like, he's, <laughs> he's like making such a huge like career, and they're being like, oh, I remember when you were just Bill Weasley and you had like three lines in the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> Well, he's been he's he's been sort of under the radar like yeah. over the past couple of years like just been really but, like, doing a ex lot of machina and then yeah. star wars like in the same year him mm-hmm. and uh and oscar isaac that was like they like double hit it with those yeah. two movies and they were they're both so phenomenal but anyway black widow i really hope we get to dive into the red room even just in flashbacks i'm fine with that yeah i, I feel like they're gonna maybe have to go more of the route that um the Phil Noto series did a few years ago before Mark Wade took over. Well, I didn't read Black the Phil Noto um, run. I read the I read the, the Mark Sam Noto or and, Chris Samney, Mark Wade. Oh my gosh, who's the author? I can't believe I'm blanking that too. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, where basically it's her aftermath of some of the stuff where she's joined the Avengers and everything, and she's not like currently with the Avengers, and she basically is making up for everything she's done you know how like the one what is it like the one movie where she's like i got red on my ledger i mm-hmm. want my it's basically a whole like book where what? she's like i have like my i have she has all these names of different like people that she's trying to help who she knows she's hurt and like all the stuff like it's like basically she has a guy who she's hired to just bring her like low-paying gigs that are just gigs to do good and in it people who obviously i mean she was she was working with the bad guys for a while. There is someone who comes and like finds out that she's still around and she's still alive and who she is, and they start going after her. But like it's it's her trying to do good and make up for what she's done in the past. And I feel like it would be really great to do it where you have her doing good deeds and you start out with like a really dope job where she's saving a kid or something, and then her with the guy who's and like because it's like in the comic it's beautiful. She's like sitting in the park with her like glasses on, mm-hmm. and he comes up and they're like talking. And then having flashbacks so that you understand where she's like, I need to, I need to fix this. And that's when you can have flashbacks to the, some of the bad stuff that she's done. And you can do those flashbacks to show when she was working for the KGB and being a bad spy and maybe do some flashbacks to her. Like we could cast a young Black Widow. We could cast someone as a young ScarJo to be showing more of the Red Room stuff mm-hmm. and then have then the plot of like a whole espionage movie. It's like, uh... Joey King, I've always thought. I forget which she was. Um, uh, Magenta. Oh, okay. I always thought she looked like a, a young Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. I'm trying she to was think. Magenta in the Flash. In the Flash, the TV last show. season. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! She'd be good. I was like Magenta from Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and I wanted her in the show more. Like she yeah. didn't get to yeah, be she, in it a she lot. She was yeah. like two episodes, like her, yeah. her main episode, and then a callback or something. Yeah, like, and that was it. Um, would you want to see um, the Clint Barton stuff fleshed out or Bucky Barnes fleshed out? Oh, 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 oh. I figure we can do both, but I want to. He- which one would you want to see more? I kind of want to see Bucky more. Mm-hmm. Like, because in the MCU, her and Clint's relationship is very different than it was well, they're more... in the comics. They're more besties, and they've never really had a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. as far as we know. But I would like to see them meeting, because, like, all all you know is that, like, 
he saved her and they're besties now and that's all you know about them yeah um so it'd be kind of cool to see like them meet a little bit like i'm like i'm down for that but then there's all the stuff where like the winter soldier like yeah. actually trains her in the red room when she's a freaking like young girl being trained in this like school of spies Mm -hmm. and i think that would be super dope Mm -hmm. because we know that he's also been like young for a long time well yeah i don't think it's like we'd probably have to cast a young clint barton but we wouldn't have to cast sebastian stan no and sebastian stan is signed on for like yeah no i bet he he is hoping that please include me so we could just knock another one off yeah but i mean i think with like the last thor and then civil war like you could do other characters in these movies without diminishing from the title character. You know? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But also like they, they had, um, when she, when the two of them are fighting in civil war, like mm-hmm. when he, when he, um, uh, the T'Chaka murder, when they're fighting yeah. in the UN oh, and they T'Chaka. have like that, that so you don't thing. remember me at all thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd want to see. Yeah. I'd probably want to see a little bit more of that. Cause that's the thing is that we, like we know that he was doing something mm-hmm. like, Hi, he killed Tony's parents, but I would like to see that because he did. That's that wasn't I forget which exact comic series where he did like train her in the red room, and that's why she knows him. And then they eventually have when she gets a little older, they have a relationship, which is why in Winter Soldier, like they know each other, but yeah. he doesn't remember. You know, it's oh, I want that. And plus, they date for a bit. Like they have a romantic entwining a few times. Well, I mean, and if they're both lost, yeah, and I'm like, done with her being. In love with Hulk. Yeah. I'm very yeah, over yeah, it. I think she is too. Two years at I'm least. Very, yeah. I'm very over it. Like, but I'm also, I mean, I'm like, no, she had a thing with Clint. She had a thing with Daredevil. She had a thing with, you know, she had a thing with a lot of people. Never was it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hey, but she's also. Like, she's like this hot femme fatale. But like, when, <laughs> when, answer me this, Harley, when has Bruce Banner in the comic books ever look like mark ruffalo yeah so there is that never yeah i always think of um like the like meek version uh when um like he, he looked like he was like dying of cancer when bermuda drew him yeah he was super meek but then i also just think of the C- steve mcniven old man hulk when he's just like old yeah. and stringy that's what i kind yeah. of <laughs> my go-to bruce banner picture is basically that yeah and so, yeah, I think, I mean, when you have Mark Ruffalo, it's easy. It's a little bit easier to understand. But, yeah, yeah, she's never been with the Hulk. How do you feel about this blonde hair that we see in Avengers Age of Ultron? Or, I mean, yeah, uh, her, Infinity like, War. Yeah, platinum blonde hair. I don't... Do we know what that's about? No. I'm assuming it's the same reason Steve has a beard. Like, they're, cause, like they're undercover was my only assumption. Because, like, I mean, it's not hard to spot a redhead in a crowd. So, but it's also probably just as easy to find a platinum blonde head like that. It was like white. Yeah, it's like white. Yeah. I know. And I was just like, is she? I remember I first picture. I was like, is she supposed to be older? I, I just, I just hope it's her decision to be like, fuck it. I don't want to do red anymore. I'm mixing it up. Probably. I like the way the fucking platinum blonde looks. I'm rocking the shit. I'm Steve, about- why don't you change it up? I'm thinking about growing out a beard. Do it. What's stopping us? I'm all about my iconic redheads. <laughs> also, Fair if enough. she was going to go any color, I would assume that she was going to go like black because Ooh, originally right. she had black hair. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, well, if she goes black, that's cool. 
Well, so yeah. you also have uh, Yelena, what's her face, Akova, the other Black Widow, the e- like the evil, evil yeah. Black oh, Widow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'd want to see her as sort so of cool. like her yellow jacket. Well, because I feel like you could really do that easily if you do the stuff with the school in the flashbacks mm-hmm. where she has like another, she's, tra- you know, well, like if they had her be like trained there to her, you know, like that would be so it's a yeah. It's a Marvel f- intro movie. Yeah. The, the villain will be the dark devil. That's what it always yeah. is. Yeah. And so, yeah, it'd be cool. And so to we'll see. get to see some badass women fighting. What? Also, I'd... we have a women, a woman writer. That's right. Though I did have when I posted on my Instagram, Jamie S. Rich was like, "Yeah, the same lady who wrote like Olaf's Christmas Adventure." <laughs> oh, that that bullshit! Like twenty five minute. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but think about it this way. Maybe she was vying with Disney to write this Black Widow movie, and they're like, well, first you got to do something you don't want to (laughs) do. Oh, no, what's that? First you got to write a Frozen short, and if you write this Frozen short and people like it, then we'll give you Black Widow movie like you want. Maybe it was a bargaining chip. Also, I watched it. It wasn't badly written. It was just bad just because it was really a twenty-five like minute. Yeah, it, it was, was a twenty-five minute episode of a TV show yeah. before another cartoon. Yeah, it's just like it was too long, and I just don't really like Frozen. Yeah, I should probably just let it go. <laughs> so. Did you have that prepared when you came in? No. <laughs> Off the cuff, ladies and gentlemen, Harley. Woo! Also, one of my only arguments pro Frozen. Stay with me. Is that the reason that little girls like it so much is because really, let's be honest, it's basically Emma Frost. It's basically a superhero movie. Yeah. She's royalty and a queen and everything, but they based on Snow Queen. And I'm just like, no, it's really about two sisters and one sister is going to go find her sister because she just found out she had superpowers. (laughs) So really, girls like Elsa because she's a superhero, guys. It's like, who is Bobby Drake if not Elsa? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, I just wanted to get this in real quick because we were talking about uh, your nephew earlier and his kind of exposure to female superheroes. I actually never had that problem because my um, kind of in with comics and all that was the 90s X-Men. And there you had Storm, Storm you had Rogue, you had Jean, and you had Jubilee, who's probably the closest to Wolverine. (laughs) Yeah. And also the best depiction of Jubilee Ever. Ever. Yeah. Which is also like, if you find her annoying at the cartoon, it says a lot. And Storm was basically the leader, and like her and Jean were basically running the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're they're like goddesses. And I I still remember like when I was a kid watching it, and it'd be on, and my mom from the kitchen would be like, Storm, look out! (laughs) Like from like the first uh, episode, I remember um, when they attacked the Sentinels, and Sentinels attack, and they blast Storm, and Wolverine's like, Storm, look out! And it like, it really got me. You know what I mean? So, like, I always just knew they were on the team together, and they have powers, and they're discriminated against because of the same purpose for the fact that they're mutants. So, like, for me, like, I I never had to, like, wonder, like, are there females? Like, no. Storm is just like Wolverine. They're mutants, and they're discriminated, but yet they still use their powers for good. Oh, Mm -hmm. you just wanted wanted mutant equality for them, not gender equality. Yes, exactly. Exactly, which if you grow up kind of looking like me in the town that I was in was basically all you can ask for. It was just <laughs> equality across the board. That's very, very sweet that's sentiment. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You very rarely bring genuine sentiment into this Hey, podcast. fuck you. I know, that's so true. <laughs> I listen to you guys, it's, that's accurate. <laughs> also, guys, 
We could potentially have a storm to Chala wedding. Oh my god, I love that relationship. I love it that so was, much. It's so like regal to me. Like what, I'm just like, was, oh my it, god, it, it, like it's basically MCU Barack and Michelle. Right? Yeah. I mean, I had someone say that they were MCU Beyonce and Jay Z, and I was like, no, 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 no. It's more, it's more established than that. But also, Storm wouldn't post those Instagram pictures. First (laughs) of all, Storm would pose for an actual oil painting and wait. Um, But no, but she's. But I love. But I do. I love me some Beyonce. I'm not discriminating against Beyonce. Beyonce. I'm just saying Storm. Storm's a goddess. Mm -hmm. She's a a genuine goddess who controls the weather. She's she's a Michelle. I know. God. <laughs> yeah, they are like the Michelle and Barack of the MC, except for the fact that their relationship doesn't work out. But we're not going to go there. Civil War, right? So, but then other stuff they happened. Meet, they meet, well, A, they meet when they're young. Like yeah. He meets her before she becomes Storm, mm-hmm. when she's like the child, basically. Or Roe was Monroe. that Was that established yeah. after they established the the relationship? That they went back and, re- and established that? I think so. So there was no tease or anything before that? No one ever thought of queuing them up until the early 2000s? I mean, I read those things like out of order. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I read stuff like with they, the meeting and she was young, but I don't, I feel like that might have been established later. Hmm. I don't remember just because I read. I didn't read it while it was like actually coming out. I read some of that later after yeah. it was already out. Yeah. But I did love, I love their whole like, that whole like was like the sixth issue of their wedding. Oh, so, so boss. And also because they, they, I know that they have them. He meets her and she's young. And then they have a relationship. And then because they're both in charge and have so much responsibility, they break up. And then they actually get re-meet again and they get back together and that's when they get married but eventually they get a divorce for the same reason where they just they just are both doing so much and they're both so responsible for things mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't i know civil war sort of put a wedge in things but uh-huh. it was a more amicable split yeah i mean as far as i remember when i read them mm-hmm. i don't think because i'm like i don't they're remember too classy. anything cla- let's also be, let's be real. they're classy yeah they're way too oh, classy oh yes Oh, and like yes. neither of them are petty. Like they're both regal. Mm-hmm. They're as regal as you can be. So like, you, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I really want to see them get married. Probably some of the best leaders of their profession, oh. right? Because usually when you find leaders of people, they usually well, kind of dicks. T'Challa, you know, just no big deal. Runs a utopian society that's actually a successful utopian society, mm-hmm. and it, more advanced for. And probably one of the only people, like, the only thing I can think of, like, that's the blemish of him is, like, the blemish that's of a lot of the leaders in the MCU, and that's the Illuminati stuff. Yeah. And he seemed to be the most level-headed about it. Like, like him and Namor, like, Oh, I love that. I love the Namor-fucking-Tatala relationship, especially with all the Illuminati stuff. And we never see Namor anymore. They're bringing him back on the, the, yeah, he got his head chopped off. Yeah, that's still established. That's still the thing. Let's be real, like... Even when characters die, they usually come back sooner than yeah. he's come back. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, I heard, like, I heard, is, aren't they going to bring him back? Oh, he's on the new Jean Grey, resurrected Jean Grey X-Men team. Yeah, X-Men yo. Red is what that one's going to be. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah I have heard about and that. I even, I'm I even, about that. Oh, it's um, Gambit, uh, X-23, Gabby, um, Nightcrawler, and then a new mutant. 
So is it a Those more like public? All my favorites. Is it like a more public faced X Force? I'm not sure. It hasn't come out yet, man. I couldn't I tell know. you. I've only would... gotten teases of the covers so far, and it's all looked beautiful. And just, I mean, even like when they established like Namor, like, yeah, I'm the first mutant, so I'm gonna be with the X Men during that whole storyline. I was like, that's that's awesome. Well, that's something they've they really kind of re-established in the past like 15 years and like stuck to. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he's the first mutant, um, and that's like his thing. But um, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, how is I, I haven't been keeping up with Jean Grey. Has that been good? Like the resurrected resurrection stuff. Oh, that whole stuff. It, it's I been like a real mind trip so far. Well, I like like to be honest the, with you, the Bendis young Jean Grey. Like I like I've fallen in love Jean with Grey. that character. Yeah. That I've just like oh, now yeah. they've put it to the point of like it was like bringing back Peter Parker or merging Miles Morales. Just like well, like you've made me fall in love with the new one. I don't want to go back to the or like yeah. Dick Grayson and and Damien. Yeah. Like I love I've lo- that's my favorite combination of Batman and Robin is the two of them. Yeah. I that's my favorite too. Black Mirror. Yeah. Not the TV show guys, Black Mirror the like comic yeah. graphic novel where Dick is Batman. He also let's be he's such a good Batman. Like I feel like in so many ways and obviously I love Bruce. In a lot of ways he's a better Batman. Like Dick Grayson's just, the best DC character. Yeah, like, like I mean, he's he, he's I mean Compared to him, he's more agile and stronger. But he also, I feel like he's he had the same like tra- similar traumatic experience with his parents when he was young, but he didn't take it the way that Bruce took it. Because that's the thing is that you have to. I was I actually always liked this about um, Bruce and Dick is that it actually falls right into like psychological child development. Mm-hmm. Is that your children like if something traumatic happens to a child at a young age. They usually, depending on their environment, either lean one way or the other. And if you think about it, like, Bruce was happy, but he was, you know, in this huge house. Everything was a little bit more proper, where Dick was in a circus with all these, like, happy, fun things. And so, psychologically, Dick went one way and Bruce went the other. They're practically the same person. Yeah. In so many ways. That's what makes it so beautiful. And Dick is basically like a happy Batman. He's like more level-headed, more connected to his emotions, makes a lot more rational decisions, and is less tortured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more connected to the the entirety of the superhero community than Bruce is. Yep, because he, he actually likes talking to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, like the social aspect of it, but he also like grew up, mm-hmm. like Batman doesn't know anyone of the Teen Titans. And, no. Dick and also, Dick is it. not afraid to ask for help either, where Bruce is like, I can do it. And that's one of the reasons you love him, because you're like, oh, honey, <laughs> I want to see you try to do it alone, and you're probably going to succeed because you're awesome, but you'd be so much easier if you got help. Yeah. And then, you have, and then you're like, oh, but then Dick actually just asks, asks for help. You but know. then you have like a, a more, like a more sympathetic Batman balanced yeah. with the more psychotic Robin. Yeah. Yep. Damien Wayne. Makes for a better Oh, Damien is sure. so crazy. Yeah. I love him, though. Like his whole like I, oh, I the started Super to love Sons him so much more. Oh my gosh, I love him amazing. in Super Amazing. Him and John are so Yes. Funny. I'm just Damien like... takes everything so fucking seriously. <laughs> and he's like so like angry and crazy all the time. And John's like this really sweet, good kid. It's like, no, we gotta help people. And Damien's like, You don't understand what this is really about. Yeah, Damien's like basically in the mindset that I am Batman right now. Yeah. yeah. And then John's just like a kid with yeah. Superman powers. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's absolutely so amazing. And the the part there's one part where like Damien's like hiding in like a man suit waiting for John. <laughs> and he steps out of it and then there's something where he's like John like he's like, Well I'm older and John's like I'm taller. I'm like, and Damien's just like, 
<laughs> I just love their dynamic. They're so great. I love yeah. that comic so much. Mm. Well, again, like it's a better Batman and <laughs> Superman dynamic. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Although the Super Friends arc recently with Batman and Superman was really good. It was the double date with Superman oh, yeah, and yeah, Lois yeah. Oh, and yeah. Batman and Catwoman at like a that fair. That was so good. It was really That's going to be one of those classic single issue stories that goes down with like the. For sure. With the, the Joker going to Metropolis and the, the one that's like the late girls night out where it's like. Oh, yeah. Uh, who is it? It's Wonder Woman, Batgirl. Who is the third? I don't know, but it's like three of them and they like go out for a ladies night and then all hell breaks loose and they have to fix Isn't it. Isn't it Lois? It's not Lois. No, it's, it's, not, a, it's three super. It's three superheroes. It's not, I don't think it's super. I want to say it's like Catwoman. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah that, it's like, that would make sense it's because like, it's sort it's of like, yeah, but that's like one of those classic issues where it's mm. going to go down and be and like, again, a, a brighter, history. a brighter, Bruce Wayne becomes so much more accessible when he's like broken down. Like, okay, fine, I'll I'll help, and I'll be. I won't let this define me as much as I do. When like yeah. he's this like hardcore Batman, just like all right, this is fun and it's exciting, but I could care less about him as a character. But then when you have like the levity to it, like oh, anytime like when Christian Bale was like light and genuinely funny, just like oh my god, yeah. I love that. Well, Batman. that's what I think makes Batman great is that he he we love him because he is tortured and because he makes big mistakes because he's tortured and a little emotionally stunted but at the same time when he has those light moments it's so beautiful mm-hmm. that's why i think with batman like you can be dark but you can you cannot be dark a hundred percent of the time we can't be nihilistic yeah because mm-hmm. my he like, has to have soft spots and that's why he always has a robin that's right. his soft spot his soft spot is other children like him who have been orphaned or been left out, who have potential. And that's what makes him, like, a great character. And I always, like, that's why I think I always love Batman and Robin stories more instead of just solo Batman stuff. Not that I obviously don't like it. Because you sh- you see his, his, his empathy. Mm-hmm. Well, the best depiction, like, I, I say anyone who wants to make a Batman film needs to watch the um, epilogue that Justice League Unlimited. Oh, yeah. That Good is, oh, yeah. like, as much, it's not that Batman wants to put away criminals. Mm-hmm. It's that Batman wants to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. He doesn't want another broken child out there same as him. Yeah. I, but as much as it manifests so many times as, like, put fear into criminals, it's really, like, protect and give hope to children. And that's that's. Uh, and I feel like that needs to be a little more of the focus sometimes. Darwin Cook talked about that in uh, New Frontier yeah. when he has the when he had the costume change mm-hmm. and he's just like trying to scare criminals, not kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. Darwin Cook. Beautiful. It's so oh, sad. I love Darwin Cook. Me too. I miss him already. Let's jump gears because we we've talked. Do you feel we've addressed all of our Black, Black Widow? Widow? Well, yeah. hold on. Well, because I, I was going to ask another Black question Panther. about it. Um. Because, like, I think most of the successful superhero movies that are being made are kind of like their own genre of movie, just kind of with superhero it's characters. It's going to be an espionage movie. Right. Okay, now, now, what director do you think best fits that criteria in order to make it that ultimate superhero kind of espionage film? Who directed Atomic Blonde? I don't know, but I'd be down for that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like a, the double Female cross. espionage movie. All right, we'll look him up and put it in the show notes in the description. The director, 
Yeah, Trevor is such a I, piece of shit. I'm just saying. Get with I went the times, the, Trevor. Okay. I did the women's march today. But to be fair, what were you doing, To be Trevor? fair, this was probably Everybody. greenlit in a pre-Weinstein era, pre-Me Too. Oh, so the, the, the chips hadn't started falling. So I think they're starting to fall. Because <laughs> um, also, hi, Patty Jenkins is a goddess and made Wonder Woman so amazing. So, And that's the thing is I think that not saying that men can't write female characters because obviously I read tons of comics where I love the female characters that are written by men. You know, you have people like um, like Mark Wade writes men writes women really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, uh, Greg Rucka is like when you talk about men who can write a woman well, he's amazing, and he has this best this really great interview he did where literally they said, "Oh, Greg, you're famous for being a, a straight white man who writes." Uh, female characters. Well, what's your secret? And he goes, and his, you see, his, it's like there's a video of it too, I think, where you see his face kind of drop. He's like, you know my secret? And he goes, I write a great three dimensional character, and then I make it a woman. <laughs> like, and that's so. I mean, there's obviously people who write women really well that are men, but I think that when it comes to movies, adding the fact that they're directing visually too in a whole different way than you do with comic book art. Uh, it's important to have a woman mm-hmm. be there well, for that because that's why like if you notice like there's Zack not as Snyder in justice league and the amazon depiction there yeah exactly i was literally about to say that because yeah. like you watch Jesus. patty jenkins movie and all the female amazons are wearing armor and covered and then you watch justice league and they all have their midra strong and i'm like they would never do that because hi that's like a soft spot they're gonna get stabbed in the gut and die immediately they mm-hmm. would never not cover like their abdominal area like seriously, that's why I think that for a lot of the female care, you need to have well, a woman. Let's tie this all up in a bow with this question: How do you feel about Joss Whedon's Batgirl? Um, I mean, I've been a big Joss Whedon fan through Buffy, Firefly, and mm-hmm. I feel like in those he did a great job with female characters, especially Firefly. I feel like Zoe is one of my all-time like favorite. TV female characters. I mean, I know there's been a lot of stuff about him. the recent revelations and some recent stuff. So I'm like, I have very complicated feelings because okay, I let's... loved his previous work. Can you take? But can I you didn't... take that stuff out and like, if this was just, D- I think the he has. I think he has the definitely has the capability, as long as you know he make sure he stays focused because i feel like um ultron i know that there's a lot of stuff that was taken out and added uh-huh. that was not a movie that felt very focused for mm-hmm. me and i didn't love what he did with black widow in that movie some of that there was a moment where i was like that's a little sexist <laughs> um but he has years before that where he's done a great job and I'm just like, dude, just channel channel some Zoe Firefly. Like let's right. let's get this done. And I, I have I have such great hope for it because I do love his work. And I think he is a great writer. I hope that Do you think he, it's more of just the DCU of it than the Jazz Whedon of it? Or is it no, a it just like perfect it's, stew of it's a little of both. I mean, Wonder Woman was great. But, like, I knew people who worked on it, and it took a while to get it to be the great movie that it was. 
it took a lot of women being telling <laughs> telling men no mm-hmm. no we're not gonna have her do that no it's not gonna be like that no it's not gonna do this no we have to keep that scene in because they almost uh i heard from someone who worked on that they almost cut the scene where she like the no man's land scene where she comes out of the mm-hmm. trenches and actually puts it on that the some of the producers wanted to cut it and that Patty Jenkins is like, no, it's super important. And they didn't feel like it was important. So she gave up other like scenes she also felt were important because she felt that was more important. And that's what I heard from someone who worked on it. And I was like, oh, like we need, that's the thing is I feel like we need, we need some women on any movies with women yeah. to be there to be like, hey, <laughs> that moment doesn't, for whatever reason, fill you with what, happy tearful feels but it's gonna make a lot of other people have that feeling so it's important and it's like if that was a man no question asked but the most bad scene keep it in make it the poster like they yeah. did if that was a man there'd be no questions asked and i it's think so that much- yeah that's one of the great things that patty jing has actually said about the movie is she said i wasn't directing a female superhero movie i was directing a superhero movie mm-hmm. right and she's like, and I'm not a great female director. I'm a great director. Like, my goal is to be a great director. I think it's exactly what she said. She didn't call herself great because she's awesome. She's so humble. She's, like, too humble to be like, I'm great. She's like, I, my goal is to be a great director, not a great female director. Like, my gender does not define what I do. Like, what does my gender have to do with it? Um, and I think that's another way we need to think about it, too, is that we want a great superhero movie. Because it's a female character, it would be great to have female insight just so that we don't have anything overly sexualized. Or just so you or give a shit a, about the character, yeah, right? Yeah. Just so we have someone who relates maybe a little bit more For to sure. the character. Yeah. And, does, and maybe well, they don't write like, things you, that you are You don't sexist. want Josh Whedon directing Black Panther, right? You, you just don't because then you don't really get it. You don't really get what it means yeah. to be this proud black figure. And you know what I mean? Like you just you just wouldn't. And there's no way that you could do that. I mean, you could have someone maybe adapt a, a good story, but you definitely don't want this first established MCU Black Panther solo film directed by a white guy. I think it's just always important to have someone who really relates to the character there. Yeah, you just have to give a shit. You know what I mean? And unless you're kind of in these situations, especially with a lot of the movies that are coming out nowadays, it would really help if you have someone who saw that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, if we ever did a Wally West movie, we'd have to have Mark Wade write it because he's a ginger dude who writes amazing Wally West and gets that character. Again, another character that, who is a better version of his predecessor. I mm-hmm. love Wally. I know I love Wally West. Wally West, like, I, when I remember when I first started watching The Flash, I remember after the first two episodes, I was like, so they just gave Barry Allen Wally West's personality for this show. Yeah. Yep. I was like, but I was like, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm down because I don't want, I don't want him to have the old Barry Allen personality anyway. Right. Wally West's personality is well, so much like, better. Like, he's just such a stick in the mud before. Like, he was just he like, was. man, Barry Allen. how you imagine a Jay Garrick yeah, would be. He's like yeah. the very, he's the boring, white, blonde flesh yeah he has the he has the right stuff he looks like he's that's why i like i love the people are like oh like oh barry allen on the show i'm like i love barry allen on the show because barry allen on the show is basically like wally west the wally west of my childhood the mm-hmm. wally west who's on the justice league cartoon the wally west who was in the comic books at the time which i read which were actually written by mark wade that i loved that mm-hmm. personality was what i loved and they gave that to barry allen on the show and i was like I'm in. Which is probably why they don't know what to do with Wally nowadays. Yeah. You know, 
Well, I was just going to bring this up. You know, they've never perfectly cast Barry Allen anyway. He's always been brunette in live action. Yeah. And I don't think they've perfectly captured the hair of any of the speedsters that I can think of. Because Jesse yeah. Quick's not brunette. Wally West, they're Wally West. Um, yeah. I mean, now he's got the cool slick back hair, too. Yeah. So he doesn't even have, like, the, the bushy mane or even the new Wally West, like, lightning bolt, like, short hair. Yeah. And so it's just funny, like, they don't seem to be able to capture the speedsters. Yeah, but you know what? At the same time, unless it's, like, they're iconically that hair color for a reason, I really could give a shit what their hair <laughs> yeah. looks like as long as you have a really great actor. Yeah. Like, also... Probably because all the men in my family are blonde. I'm not, like, attracted to blonde men. So I'm like, I don't need any blonde men. Like, we don't need any of those, right? Unless it's, like, Thor. Obviously, that's super important for him to be, like, the blonde, iconic Norse god. But otherwise, I'm like, oh, you're not making him blonde. But you're for making Thor him 3, he cut oh. it down, and it was just brown. Yeah, it was pretty dirty blonde. It was dirty blonde. Yeah, he was still... It was pretty dirty. He was still blonde enough. <laughs> he was blonde enough, you know? It looks like I don't care the cap's, like, pretty brunette now. Like, oh, that's because Chris Evans refuses to dye his hair. You know, the first movie, he wore a wig. And every time you see him playing Cap or you see any blonde, he's actually wearing a hairpiece. Because he doesn't, <laughs> he refuses to dye his hair. And I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember being like, wow, I actually, like, I remember watching the first Cap movie and being like, I've never been so attracted to a blonde man in my life. Like, because it, it, like, like, it reminds me of my family. A brunette in disguise. Because he, was, he was wearing a blonde wig. I was like, once I found it. that out, I was like, oh. Makes sense now. I get it. Because I'm just like, oh, we're related. If you're like, to me, I'm like, oh, I see a blonde guy. I'm like, are we related? Like, that's what my, I feel like that's what my genetics say to me. They're like, are we really? All right. I think on that note, this is a good time to wrap up. Yeah. Um, we, didn't, we didn't talk about Black Panther. We didn't talk about Black Panther. We'll save it for another time. Yeah. We... we have to do another one because like, I have so much to say about this movie. And well, you, so don't have, you don't have, yes. ha- and you don't have the comic book store. You're not writing on the website, so you have no outlet. So we're happy happy to provide you a soapbox in which to spout your I'm probably going to write um, a thing for the website just about like what I hope happens with the Black Widow. I was thinking about the day. I was like, I should just write a piece for, for Scott and be like, Scott, I just wrote a piece about what I hope they do with the Black Widow movie. <laughs> no big deal. It's really short. Because I don't write long. I'm not a very lengthy writer. Mm-hmm. I'm very... It's all my like AP essay prepping that like <laughs> makes me a very... Like, I'm a very concise writer. I say what I need to say, and I don't go on forever, like J.R.R. Tolkien. You know, I'm a very <laughs> concise, like, writer. So, like, I'll probably put it out there. It'll be a nice, a nice like, four or five paragraphs. That's it. I mean, that's a that's a solid little 300-word yeah. uh, yeah. little, little article. A little bit. Yeah. Make a few references. I'll be like, guys, remember the comics when this happened? I hope that happens in this, because that would be a great way for them to move, because we have no origin for black widow in the marvel cinematic universe but they have a comic book one right like a full like it's she's not like wolverine actually she's had a few origins okay um i think right now we're going with the whole it's gone with like my favorite is the red room origin at one point like her origin was that like she was like adopted by some like russian dude and he's the one who sent her to get trained was that the, as a child spy i always did the that i always think of that mark wade captain america issue with the i think it's jim lee cover with cap um wolverine and black widow hmm. was that like the, i think it was the thing that established that, like their like world war ii adventure and I was, gonna say, was that the, the one where they a, save her from the nazis yes yeah that's also another origin is that they like go in and save her when she's young from the nazis right yeah, she's, she's like Five or six. Yeah, she's like a child. That's what she's like five. 
Yeah, and they there's where they save her from the Nazis, and that's like because that's the thing. She's had a few origin stories. My personal favorite, I think, that's the most fleshed out for the rest of her character is the she was like an orphaned young girl that they took to train to be a spy in the Red Room. It's the most interesting one mm-hmm. for sure. And I also like the whole you know like at one point they like in one of the comic book canon then they changed it. It was like oh their cover was that they were a ballet school, so she was like being trained in ballet, which is actually ballerinas are probably would be some of the best assassins because they're so agile and strong mm-hmm. and fast so and then later and they were like oh she actually that was like a brainwashing they did in the red room that she thought she was a ballerina and she actually never was and i was like god damn it i'm a dancer i like that she's a ballerina <laughs> i mean you that'd be cool both. that would be i mean that'd be some great visuals for the movie right like just like sort of like and you could have this like and- be- all these little girl like young girls like doing this really like beautiful ballet well, they showed some of that in, in they- age of voltron right no. When they flash back to the red room, or is it they a- show them as dancers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's it's. Oh, just yeah, not- I haven't seen them. I mean, I literally. Well, saw yeah, it. You- no one's gonna blame you for not going back to watch. <laughs> I Age saw of theaters. Ultra. That was it. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you describing it was reminding me of a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah, and, and I was, was like, like oh, oh, I guess, yeah, I yeah, I guess they went into that. All right. The weird yeah. towel scene with her and the Hulk, and that's when she's like, says she's a monster because she can't have children, and I'm like, that doesn't. A man wrote the scene, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I don't Jazz know Whedon what to do with myself because I can't have kids. I, I don't know what to do with my, I, I don't feel like a woman because I can't bear children. <laughs> it's like, also, like, even if you could, like... Because having, you know, my womb and my childbearing years defines me. Don't go off to fight the world, Hulk. Stay here with me. Yeah, because Bruce Banner's just like, yeah, I want to have kids. Yeah. Really, really just really dying bad. to have some kids. Clearly, my sperms died the minute they hit gamma radiation. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta be. If if Bruce Banner is not sterile, <laughs> he's gotta be sterile. Yeah, for I'm, sure. And as someone who like I love kids and like I understand like for like as a woman like that maternal instinct and wanting to have children and it's a beautiful thing about being a woman. I don't. It doesn't fully define you as a person, and that was my issue. I'm like that doesn't fully define being a woman. There's a lot of women out there who haven't had kids. Michelle Pfeiffer is an amazing actress and woman, and she has doesn't have kids. I don't think, really? I don't think she's ever had kids. I don't think I ever put that together. Yeah, think, yeah, and so I've been mean, like, and there's like a few. Those I think Cameron Diaz Pfeiffer. has talked about it, where she's like, I just I don't I've never wanted them. That has never been something that I wanted, and that doesn't shouldn't define me less as a woman. No, I mean that's the whole point. It's your as a woman, it should be your choice, right? Keyword their choice. You don't got to be described by... I mean, Black Widow, shut the fucking hole that aliens were pouring out of in the middle of New York. Yeah. Black Widow shut that down. <laughs> With also... But she... Ro- I mean, rode but one guys, of their riders... Rode one of their riders by puppeting <laughs> one of the aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's like... And burp, 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 burp. Oh, I rewatched it the other day and I was like, oh man, I forgot how much I love this movie. Yeah. Um, but she has a Loki moment, right? Doesn't she have a funny Loki moment or something? Like similar to like Clint Barton's like shooting the arrow and then explodes. In the comic or in the movie? In the movie in Avengers. I thought she had something. That she got a funny moment with him too. I feel like she did too. I don't remember. Whatever. Everyone with Loki, a, everyone yeah, well, it's because oh, he's like, giving his speech and then she pants him in the middle of it <laughs> and everyone's off. He's like, oh god, jeez. <laughs> there are always men like you. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> um. Harley, thank you so much for joining us on this comic book adventure. You're welcome. I'll come back so we could talk Black Panther. Yes. Because I'm like, 
And he attacks some T'Challa. Yep. He attacks some Wakanda. Wakanda forever! Oh my god. I want a Wakanda. shirt that says Wakanda forever to yep. wear to the movie and be like, Wakanda! Yes. I just want to meet Chadwick and That's what I want to do. I met Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> time for another podcast. God damn it. Oh. We'll Stay tuned. That. We'll talk about Stay that next tuned. time. Harley, where can we find you on the socials? Oh, on my on the social media. Um, so <laughs> I don't tweet a lot, so sorry. Um, but I go on Instagram quite a bit, and it's at Ms. Harley R M S H A R L E Y R because then you know change it to M S because you know being feminist. <laughs> I know, I get it. But that's basically it. Yeah, I don't really. I'm not much of a Twitter person, but yeah, you've. Feel free to go on my Instagram if you have questions about comic book stuff. Shoot me a message. I will answer it if it's about comic book stuff. Excellent. Um, and you can find us on the social medias at POTW underscore Flash. Or email us. If you have questions that you don't want to send to Harley, but you want us to send to Harley, you can email us podcast2worlds at gmail.com. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Anything you need to say? Yeah, and please, please, if you have questions, send them to them and they'll get them to me or... Instagram. I love answering comic book questions. So, mutant and proud. <laughs> All right. I support your equality. Stand up, ladies and gentlemen, from all time, from the beginning to the end. Harley's a stand up person. Equality. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally we wrap up, but I feel like we should have just cut it there. But um this is the podcast of two worlds i'm therese and i am chris fimbres and i'm harley sobaka and how's the guest black, black widow, widow. <laughs> the nerdist school network for class and show information visit nerdistschool.com